Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It's time for your in-depth look at the world of gaming. Here we go! The Meta with Katie Barber. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to The Meta right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. I'm your host, Katie Barber, and I've got James Pledger here with me as always. What's up, Katie? What's up? I know it's been a busy week. All the guys are out, out on Radio <laughs> Row in, in Los Angeles, and you are holding it down magnificently here. Uh, and- I hope I'm holding it together. <laughs> Um, so we're going to start the show with esports news. We're going to have more Smash tournaments, like always, um, through the weekend. And I'm going to do a reminder on what's going on around town during the week. Some fun news about mm-hmm. a an ex-pro player in professional sports. Mm. Game news. We're going to have lots of Nintendo news. And then we've got, I'm going to be doing a review of Pokemon Arceus Legends. I've yes. been talking about it for weeks. Um, and I beat the game. I feel like we need to get through a lot of this stuff just to get to the review because I feel like that's going to eat up some time. Yes, and I promise not to be overbearing and I promise not to spoil um, really... Overbear. Pokemon lovers love Pokemon (laughs) in the worst way. I know, and so I'm afraid I'm going to get canceled. Uh, No, (laughs) because I do like it a lot. And then we'll uh, finish up with some nerd news. We've got lots of fun stuff, more adaptations coming. Um, Some I love and some I hate. (laughs) Um, but here's a reminder. So we've talked about it, I think, the last three weeks. There's an atone, there's a, the Atonement Smash Tournament at Shenanigans is tomorrow, every single Saturday at the, the matches start at 2.30, register at 2, singles brackets. Um, and they actually stream the games on Twitch, yep. on Twitch slash Team Shenanigans Gaming. So even if you don't get to play, um, or if you don't play, you can go, you can watch online, see how you measure up and make plans to go next weekend. Yeah. And it's just a fun place to get out and get together with other Smash players. It's only $10 and, mm-hmm. you know, chance to win some money. Exactly. And again, there's going to, there's, there's weekly tournaments on Mondays at Anime Tokyo. Um, and on Thursday, Thursdays at Otaku Zone, um, on both those tournaments every single week, sign up start at 630 or so, sorry, sign ups start around 6, 630. And then the matches always start at seven. So. Make those plans. If you can't go this week, try next week or the week after. Um, <laughs> I feel like I always have to prepare myself to talk about like these professional leagues. <laughs> but it's okay. Deep breath. Professional StarCraft, something I haven't really talked too much about, or or Counter Strike, like two mm-hmm. mainstays in esports. They, both those games have been around forever, um, and every single year they do their championship games at IEM Katowice. That's Intel uh, Extreme Master Series, giving like naming the champion for both of these games from the year. We've got Counter Strike Global Offensive, twenty four teams fighting for a million dollars. I know. I'm like, please. Every week I say it. And I, I'll negotiate a lower amount every I, single week. I chose the wrong <laughs> profession. <laughs> and then uh, StarCraft, it's going to be 36 players fighting for $500,000. The way I look at this like disparity in price pools. You say fighting. I'm reading duking it out. Uh, yeah. And that is sounds so much better. We're talking right. <laughs> they're maxing their APM, their actions per minute <laughs> here but but what what I like to, I think that it's interesting to look at the the differing prize pots. But mm-hmm. you have to realize for Counter Strike, you're talking about a team splitting a prize pot. Yeah, this five hundred thousand dollars is a single player. Yes, which is why it's twenty four teams mm-hmm. and thirty six players when so, you're talking about mm-hmm. the two different because those teams, like you said, you got to split all that money up. But mm-hmm. the five hundred k. That's all for me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and so I am Catawise. That will actually kick off on Tuesday, so not this weekend. Um, but that'll go through the weekend next mm-hmm. weekend. So, so you can make some plans. Watch when you get home from work or if you work third shift during the day. <laughs> uh, and then Call of Duty League, we talked about the qualifiers. 
Um, they're still going mm-hmm. on. You can catch those online. And just a reminder that these qualifiers that Call of Duty League is in, is playing um, that you can watch all weekend long are leading up right here. I know well, it's, it's not here, here, but I mean, I, I think most Texans, if if something big is happening somewhere in Texas, they're like, it's here. <laughs> it's in my backyard, even if it's five <laughs> hours away. Uh, and and these it's only qual- four, <laughs> only right. You're right. Depending on the traffic <laughs> on 35. Uh, oh God. <laughs> Oh, poor Waco. <laughs> I know. But they've got a really, really nice... T- Been uh, t- under construction since 1912. I was going to say, maybe 1893, uh, since the Republic of Texas existed. Uh, Waco's been under construction. <laughs> Thanks, TxDOT. <laughs> right. And then the, these qualifiers are leading up to the first major tournament in the new Call of Duty, in this year's Call of Duty League uh, season. That's going to be in Arlington at the Esports Stadium the first weekend of March. So you have the opportunity to go to a major Call of Duty tournament and watch pros play. It's it's a great opportunity, especially if you, if you have not had the chance to go to the Arlington Esports Stadium, yeah. which I have not either. So maybe we can make a road trip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down. And uh, Halo, the Halo Championship Series is still ongoing. Um, the hard thing about these pro leagues is... There's so many different tournaments that lead into the championships that mm-hmm. ev- that we eventually get to at the end of the year. So we know the majors are the really big tournaments that you want to catch, like IEM Catawice. Yeah. Well, that's the championship. But uh, these, like the major that we talked about just now in, in March with Call of Duty. So leading into these big tournaments, you've got regionals. <laughs> you got to break it down little bit by little think bit. Of it, think of it as a uh, play-in tournament. Right, exactly. There's probably a better sports term I'm not thinking of. <laughs> playoffs. Right. Playoffs. Playoffs. Uh, <laughs> and so Halo Championship Series is holding a regional tournament this weekend. So they'll be played all weekend. So if you really want to catch and see what's happening in the pro Halo scene, see mm-hmm. how you stack up, how... <laughs> How are you playing in Capture the Flag? How, <laughs> how are you playing in Deathmatch compared to the pros? Uh, and I like I just like to watch pros play. Yes. I'm garbage because at Halo. I'm awful at first person shooters for the most part. <laughs> I I'm right there with you. When I play Overwatch, my main is Moira, who throws <laughs> balls of healing or damage. So I've gotten pretty good at my Overwatch in game really? physics. Nice. To figure out where I can ricochet the best, but my my actual aiming—if I'm forced to play like Anna, who's a sniper healer—it's no, it's no bueno. Even though she's probably the strongest one right now. And this is not my normal esports news, but I did. I learned that a now retired Counter Strike Global Offensive player—he retired in 2018 and he made his MMA fight debut over the weekend and won. Wow. And won. I would love. It's like, can I get a before so and after? Pro, pro gamer turns MMA fighter and is now one and zero professionally. Yes, professionally, that's my, incredible. My favorite because I don't put gaming and MMA together. No, like, visually I don't see the gamer looking like an MMA fighter. Right. That's that's exactly what I was thinking. But then when you look his his pro player tag was Pasha Biceps. So I have a feeling that this fella... Spent some time in the gym. <laughs> just a bit. And this is not American MMA. He's a he's a Polish... He was a Polish Counter-Strike player, and this was mm. part of the Polish oh, uh, fighting league, right? I know. Those, those huge, burly... Those, those <laughs> Polacks. <laughs> European men. Uh, but I, I just love... I love this transition. Uh, and apparently he had a huge showing out of fans who, who like, like everybody was changing their profile pictures <laughs> to him on social media <laughs> and we're watching the live streams. Uh, and I just think it's really cool to see people talk a lot about how esports isn't real sports. There's no translation. And uh, all right. <laughs> so you love to see it. And he actually still streams pretty regularly, too. So you That's can catch awesome. him. You can catch him still playing Counter-Strike. Um, Flexing pretty, the biceps. Probably. No, <laughs> no, no cap. <laughs> Uh, but we've got a lot of really fun news coming from the big Nintendo Direct that happened yep. this week. Like 40 minutes of nonstop big news if you like Nintendo. And Katie's Pokemon review. Oh, yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there eventually. <laughs> uh, but we'll be right back right here on the meta, right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. <laughs> 
The Meta with Katie Barbo on San Antonio Sports Star. Welcome back to The Meta right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. I'm your host, Katie Barber, and I've got James here with me to talk about the news. And I feel so bad. I keep talking about this big acquisition of my... Well, it's kind of a big deal. <laughs> Just a bit. Because we, we've been speculating based on these vague statements by... Microsoft about buying Activision Blizzard, about whether or not franchises like Call of Duty or Overwatch mm-hmm. or Diablo are going to stay multi-platform. And because th- they've just been giving these canned responses, oh, it's all going to depend. You know, we're going to follow through with our contractual obligations. I'm like, that doesn't sound that good doesn't for anybody. Doesn't sound great at all. <laughs> not at all. If, if I was in a relationship and somebody told me that, I'd be like, what? What does this mean about like about tomorrow? You it's know, like, we'll reevaluate things at a later <laughs> date. I was like, that doesn't sound good at all no. either. But Microsoft did come out this week finally, and they were like, "Yes, we are going to keep major franchises multi-platform on both Activision and Blizzard." And thank you. Right, exactly. That's all I wanted. And then they were like, "Oh, and by the way, maybe we'll put Call of Duty on the Switch." <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Which, I mean. I think Overwatch is already on the Switch, so I believe Diablo is on the Switch. Mm-hmm. So Blizzard games already have are already on Nintendo platforms. So that's not particularly surprising. Um, but I'd love to see what they would do with the Call of Duty, just because we're seeing them. Nintendo is trying to put more uh, technologically. What is the word I'm thinking of? Just like more, like it just things, games that require way more memory, way more processing than mm-hmm. what the, I mean, the Switch is five years old. I love my Switch. Refresh rate, everything. Mm. Just everything. I, they put The Witcher 3 on the Switch a while ago, which was a oh, big, that's right. which is a really big surprise for people. And the game does run really well, but they had to make some concessions uh, in the area of mm-hmm. graphics and stuff like that, just because there are really, really, like the Switch is just not a PlayStation 4 or a, definitely not a PlayStation 5. And we're seeing them create cloud versions of games. Like the Kingdom Hearts series is yeah. releasing on the Switch as a cloud version of a game. What does that even mean? Right. <laughs> if anybody's heard of a, right. It, it's just, you know, sometimes people throw out these terms that just like produce TV static in people's brains. You know, like they're, they're oh, like, yeah, a cloud version. Yeah, right. I totally get that. But it really, it's, I don't know if you heard of like PlayStation Now. It was a service that came out yeah, a while it. ago where you could play older games mm-hmm. that were because the PlayStation 4 was not backwards compatible you could play PlayStation 3 games or PlayStation 2 games mm-hmm. right and and that's been kind of consistent up until the 5 with most PlayStation games they weren't backwards compatible right, the play, the PS2 was was backwards compatible and the first model of the PS3 was backwards compatible but they nixed it away with it when yeah. they when they updated the 3 and went into the 4 the 4 had zero backwards compatibility well and the reality was and w- they're trying to do it with the 5 yeah. although i've heard mixed results on it so and the big so and just just to explain and this it's a very limited library right well well so and the reason why the PS3 did not remain backwards compatible is because the PS2 and the PS3 you have to realize they changed of disc formats mm-hmm. they went from whatever the cd-roms i believe mm-hmm. they were yep. on the ps2 to blu-ray discs on the ps3 so the original ps3 that first came out that is backwards compatible had to have the hardware installed to read both disc formats that's yep that's a lot you're asking you're, a lot <laughs> yeah you're asking like it sounds like a simple fix but it, but in terms of when you're trying to do a bunch of other things with these games, like refresh rates and graphics, and I'm sure there's a way more. There, and there's probably a lot of other com- compatibility issues. Mm-hmm. And so the the way that they answered people's cries for backwards compatibility was PlayStation Now, which essentially connected you to an online server like Google Docs. Yep. Where you click on the game you want to play, and it streams to your system. Yep. And at the time, it wasn't. I mean, you've got to realize, they, I think they debuted PlayStation Now, Ali, like in 2000. I'm guessing here, because I did not look this up before. 2012, it, 2013. And let's face <laughs> it, it's the probably the best way, because the... I mean, think about the games that you're talking about, like whether it's Twisted Metal mm-hmm. from way back on the PS1, or some of the old Bandicoots. Like, whatever you're trying to do, like the it's a small niche market that mm-hmm. you're really hitting on, that's going to go back and play those games. So, 
Right. And so what Nintendo is doing to bypass these technological roadblocks that they're hitting, they're doing cloud versions of games. Yes. So I've, I'm, I'm interested to see how this goes um, because I've seen some not so great <laughs> reviews of the Kingdom Hearts ports. <laughs> they look apparently they don't look super good, uh, but they're also releasing a day one patch to help like pre-launch issues for the people who played it before it came out. This is where I get a little bit upset or frustrated with the way that developers deal with um, sending out reviews, mm-hmm. like review copies of games. If you know that you're going to be releasing a game that needs a day one patch, but you're not making that patch available to the players who are reviewing your game, what are you doing? We, we, we saw this with Dying Light had a lot of really big problems that yeah. came out last week um, right at launch. And they Cyberpunk. said, right, cy- Cyberpunk, well, they still haven't released the updates for that. Exactly. They did but, release a huge day one patch for but it. But here's the thing. If you if you know this is an issue, right? why release the game in the first place? Man. Why not just push back the release? Don't tell me about it, dude. I don't understand. Right? Because here's the thing. You're only with certain, a lot of people. There's another one. <laughs> but there's a lot of times like you're going to drop money on a game. It's not going to work right. You're checking out of that game and possibly that franchise. There's a cer- there's a petition circulating this week where like 60,000 players are asking for their money back. You know, yes. but, I mean, and, and that's and rightfully so. And it took them until DICE announcing they're delaying the season until the summer. The game came out in November. And the first competitive season hasn't even started and will not start until midway through the year. That's mm-hmm. insane. Insane. But, you know, that's kind of what we're dealing just, with right now. Just me on my high horse. <laughs> Make it right. Or right. just push back the release date. Like, I don't need it so badly that I'm going to want to play it while it's bugging yeah. out on me. I will say Nintendo first party games generally don't have those issues mm-hmm. for the most part. We're talking about... The Witcher on the Switch, yes. have Kingdom Hearts on the Switch, you know, port, and but there's one game. So Nintendo held a ginormous, like a 40 minute long, super stacked Nintendo Direct this week, and I'm going to talk about a couple of the titles that are really important. But based on this conversation, there's a title that they announced that's going to the Switch that I am appalled at. They didn't clarify if it was cloud version or not, but my assumption is it has to be No Man's Sky. Oh, that yeah. game is huge, and they release huge updates and they've been releasing huge updates to that game for the last four or five years that have completely changed the game from top to bottom it's actually a game i really really love yeah i've been playing it since it came out and i've enjoyed all of the updates that hello games has has implemented i love but i'm a big survival game player exploration survival but the fact that they're bringing no man's sky to the switch and they didn't specify whether it was cloud version or not it has me like real confused (laughs) (laughs) because if you can't bring the kingdom hearts games without a cloud version (laughs) What is Square Enix doing that doing am, wrong that Hello Games is doing right? I imagine it's cloud. <laughs> I know. I just that's been my question mark, but they didn't specify yeah. at all. Um, other really big exciting announcements though: Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen a Xeno, new Xenoblade game since the Wii U was 2017. Yeah. Was the Xenoblade Chronicles Two? <laughs> my favorite GameStop. One of my favorite GameStop anecdotes was pre-owned games that were more expensive three to five years after they launched pre-owned than they were at launch. Oh, yeah. And there was a Wii version of X, uh, of Xenoblade Chronicles that was a limited release title. Mm-hmm. Nintendo is one of the only big developer or big publishers that I feel like does this. They did this with um, the Mario 3D All-Stars game. So they yeah. Super Mario Sunshine um, and Super Mario 64, they did a, like, you could buy the game from until March. And I think actually it'll go off sale this March or maybe it was last March. I, I still time remember is, Super Mario sixty four. Anyway, just changed Mario games for me. But that that uh, the, the Xenoblade Chronicles Wii port was like eighty dollars pre owned. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's a very it's and it's an amazing franchise. I love Xenoblade Chronicles too. Well, it's like trying to find a uh, 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 original Mario Kart sixty four. Oh man, I, it, good luck. <laughs> it's, luckily, I already I still have mine. <laughs> But is it your OG one? It's the OG one. Oh, see, that's great. But the if you're gonna lingers. if you're gonna try and trade that in, you could probably get more than what it was originally paid for right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely, a hundred percent. And you see that a lot with uh, with retro games where physical the physical carts or the physical disc is the only existence that that game has mm-hmm. outside of emulation. And depending on how much of a purist you are, emul- emulation is an option for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Mario Kart. 
Well, they announced that Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is getting 48 new tracks over the course. I'm still trying to wrap my head around 48. that number of tracks. <laughs> I know it's it, and it's going to be a number like mostly remastered classic mm-hmm. Mario Kart series tracks. Um, they listed a couple of uh, of what that's going to be coming in the first round, which I think comes out next month. They're going to be splitting these 48 tracks up into six waves of releases, which I think which. They did that with the first round of Mario Kart DLC yeah. back on the Wii U <laughs> when it first came out, <laughs> when I played it a lot. Um, I haven't played it too much since I got my Switch, but now it's like, but it's going to give me a reason to pick it back up. And the DLC is actually going to be free for players who have the expansion, the expanded Nintendo mm-hmm. Switch Online service. So it's, they released that pretty recently. They gave out the Animal Crossing DLC for free with it because you're paying more. Yeah. And it's their way of just like getting people to sign up for it. And then if you, but if you don't have that, it's only gonna be twenty five dollars. Twenty five bucks for forty eight tracks. That's expanding your gameplay completely. Yeah. Like, like I said, I haven't played it since I got my Switch, and I'm going to pick it up and play it again. Especially with the online play is really fun. They announced a new Mario Strikers game. We've got a new Fire Emblem game. That's a spinoff from Three Houses. This time we've got Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. So you'll see some characters come back. There's going to be a and so if you're interested in the, the tactical RPG by Square Enix called Triangle Strategy, yeah, uh, the the demo for it dropped this week, and you can play through the first three chapters of the campaign itself, and that will and that all the, that save will actually transfer when the game comes out in uh, March or April. So, and I'm a big fan of these these tactical RPGs that 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 have been coming out. I like like a oh, it just came out. Oh my gosh, I'm blanking. Um, it came out for... like two months ago for the Switch. It's not Octopath Traveler. It's not it. Oh, I'm so mad. Shin Megami Tensei. How did I forget? <laughs> I was like, what? It was like complete. I was, like, I was chasing the thought. Like, at least Shin Megami Tensei. Game. Like, an RPG. Something. An RPG from Japan that is that narrows it down so greatly. So greatly. Like, oh, got it. I'm yeah. so glad I remembered that. There's a lot of times where things <laughs> elude me. And I would have remembered it at like, 10 o'clock tonight. So what are you doing for Valentine's Day? probably nothing i'll be at work <laughs> uh and apparently i'll probably be playing video games but not call of duty oh no no but what's hilarious to me and if you if you're playing call of duty you probably already know this of course but the season season two was supposed to come out i think february 2nd and it is february 10th 11th? 11th. I don't, I time Today's it. the 11th. Friday, I know, time's a construct. Nothing matters. <laughs> no, it, it, and it is February 11th, and it still have, hasn't come out. Well, if you were wondering where it's at, cancel your Valentine's Day plans. Or, hopefully, you're in a gaming relationship. Yes, and you can play together. Uh, <laughs> but to me, the, the fact that they chose of all of the days. Valentine's all Day. All of the days in the month. They're like, you know what's good for our player base? We're delaying this until Valentine's Day specifically specifically um so have fun with that <laughs> and at least they're not delaying it till the summer like dice and i can't i just can't get over battlefield like it's just like i, I feel like a nagging wife and you i don't should. even play battlefield <laughs> uh <laughs> my favorite thing though every single year since 2004 simulations simulations just like reality <laughs> now, madden madden has done its annual super bowl prediction mm-hmm. and as our resident sports ball fan, no, I like I like watching football. Sports a lot. ball, sports ball. You know, very general. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about what the results of the simulation were? Yeah, well, the Bengals are uh, going into this as of tonight. They are a four and a half point dog to the Los Angeles Rams. So they predict that Madden, in their multiple simulations that they run on this game, will beat the Los Angeles Rams. Hmm. In the Super Bowl, upsetting them by a score of 24 to 21. And if that score holds, bet the under. <laughs> How do you, what do you feel about that prediction? What are, you, what are your thoughts? I kind of like it. A lot of people are, are feeling the Bengals right now. and They upset the Chiefs real hard. They did. Came back from down 21 3 at the half. They, that, they, were, they were getting smoked in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like Joe Burrow. I like his swag. I like Jamar Chase. I like T. Higgins. I like Hendrickson. I like pieces that they have. Their secondary yeah. is really good. I love Bates in the in at the safety. But when I'm talking about the Rams, man, Cooper Cup yeah. just 
is, he he's still open right now. Like he's open twenty four seven. He he is he is a seven <laughs> eleven. Like he is a seven eleven. He is always open. Oh my gosh. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. They got the receivers to match. Uh, Matthew love- Stafford's having a great season. Their offensive line is really good. So I think that may be able to at least negate some of what the Bengals do with their defensive line. The big issue is you've got Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Leonard Floyd and I was gonna going say- against an offensive line that is leaky at best, mm-hmm. <laughs> or at worst, maybe, is the best way I'd describe it, is leaky at best, uh, porous at times, <laughs> um, and a, a sieve most of the time. Mm-hmm. Like It's just continually getting disrupted, and you're talking about one of the best defensive linemen in the last five to seven years from Aaron Donald and a dude like it's one thing if it's Vaughn Miller on the outside and I know he he's close to your heart. I know I was going to say I watched, I watched him play when I was a student there's I, and, and I've loved him I loved him when he I rooted for the Broncos but because of him. between those two like mm-hmm. with that offensive line I feel like it's going to be really hard on the Bengals yeah. I don't know why I just like the Rams even though a lot of people are jumping on the Bengals and I love them they are the scrappy come from behind story yeah for they, sure they Came from behind against the Titans. Uh, they pulled out an upset. They came from behind against the Chiefs and pulled off the upset. They came out of nowhere to win a division that they weren't even predicted to win. Like, mm-hmm. I love everything about them. But there are some glaring issues that I think are finally, like, those issues are going to rear their head at some point in time. And this is a bad place for it, but it's also the worst defensive line to have it rear its head for sure. And I like this and this is why I asked you because while I watch football games and I watched, I, I've watched all of these games play out. I was watching the chiefs game, the chiefs Bengals game with somebody wearing a Mahomes Jersey. Mm-hmm. So it was not a good time so, that day. But here's the thing. <laughs> what do I know? The Madden simulations are 11 and seven. So, and, but the, and to me, that's actually a, I mean, that's a pretty good 11 and tracker. seven. A lot of teams would kill for a record with 11 wins. You're sure. And the thing about it, too, is, you know, their their computer simulations are, are pretty accurate. Like, they've got a good pulse yeah. because they update with the season and the injuries and player stats and how they're playing. So it's got a really good pulse on what this current state of the NFL is. So it's just... It's very interesting to say the least. So Madden's got 24-21 in favor of the Bengals. I guess we'll just have to see. <laughs> we'll be right back. I'm going to be doing a review of Pokemon RSCS Legends when we get back from break right here on the Meta on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. The Meta with Katie Barber on San Antonio Sports Star. Welcome back to the Meta, your source for all things gaming and esports, right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Remember, if you've missed any of today's show, you can always catch the podcast online at sasportstar.com under the audio vault. So, (laughs) Pokemon. I have been playing Pokemon forever. I've talked about this multiple times, probably too much to (laughs) to all of y'all. And I... I've played mostly the mainline games. I haven't played too much of the dungeon, the the mystery dungeons games, which I want to rescue team, which I've heard really good things about. And RCS Legends. Before we get into it, because (laughs) I'm going to treat this like I'm interviewing you. Okay. Okay. So what we're going to (laughs) do is before we get into all the deepness with RCS Legends and all that other stuff, I just, I really want to know. First initial thoughts from playing the new Pokemon. Like, what are your mm-hmm. first initial thoughts? Gameplay, the story. This is prehistoric, so right. it's, there's no gyms, there's no dojos. Right, right. So, Arceus Legends takes place in, they don't call it Sinnoh, mm-hmm. which is Diamond and Pearl's region. Yeah. But it is essentially feudal, a feudal era, era of Sinnoh. So, when you're on the map, anywhere you're at, is actually a place in Diamond and Pearl, just not settled. You're in a time where people do not trust Pokemon. They're actively being hurt and possibly killed by Pokemon. And the the dialogue in the game actually really reflects people's distrust of wild Pokemon. When you show up, 
uh, at the, the very fear. right the fear and there's genuine fear and I'm gonna spoil just the very beginning of the game just to give you an idea of what to expect like literally you begin the game and in space floating <laughs> because you are being transported from a modern time it's not really clear where you're coming from or what time you're coming from but you have a cell phone and your <laughs> cell phone turns into an Arceus phone which Arceus is the Pokemon that you encounter mm-hmm. at the very beginning of the game, and through the older games, you know Arceus is the god Pokemon. Yeah. Because they decided to do that. <laughs> and Arceus gives you the task of going into the past and just exploring and helping the people that are there. And you end up in Jubilife Village, which becomes Jubilife City in Diamond and Pearl. It's kind of the most bustling city in that region. And you they obviously don't trust you. You show up falling from the sky. <laughs> You're just some stranger who's appeared out of nowhere, but you can catch Pokemon, which is kind of a rarity at this time. You join an organization called the Survey Corps with Team Galaxy, which at the time, it's not an evil organization or anything, Mm -hmm. but it's an organization that they've got a, 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 a division that does, that surveys the land. They go out and they catch Pokemon and they protect people and they clear areas for travel. So that's kind of what you're doing at the very beginning. And the, and the game plays like a third-person shooter. When you're okay. right, it's not it's not top down. Uh, you're playing like a third-person shooter. The the camera's over your shoulder, and you actually have the option to catch wild Pokemon. You, you can go into tall grass, hide yourself, stealth yourself. There's items that a smoke bomb. Um, there's a, a, something you can apply to your shoes that 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 quiet your footsteps. Mm-hmm. There's different. You can throw uh, lures, food, berries. Or you can hit Pokemon with balls of dirt or snowballs <laughs> to make them angry. Uh, and you can catch them without them realizing it. Or you can engage in battle with them and catch them kind of the traditional way. Mm-hmm. But they're, but if you're choosing to catch them in the wild, it's literally like a third-person shooter without a gun. Where you're aiming the Pokeball well, at them. Pokeballs kind of, yeah. yeah, kind of, right? You're, <laughs> you're putting, you're living, putting them up to a life of confinement. <laughs> um, what's, and again, you're in feudal, you're in a feudal era of time. So mm-hmm. there's not, technology you don't have bill's box to shove all of your pokemon in instead you've got a pasture (laughs) that you put pokemon in but so i mean we know mainline pokemon games you wake up in a town and you go and you fight eight gym leaders you get to the pokemon league and you fight them that's obviously not like you said that's not what this game is about at all instead you do fight other people you don't have an explicit rival but you do fight other people who are in positions of power above you or similar to you. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's clan. You've got the diamond clan. You've got the pearl clan. Iconic, considering we've got diamond and pearl. And uh-huh. to me, this is a really good marketing ploy to release the diamond and pearl remakes a couple of months ago and yeah. then release RCS Legends now because people are going to finish and then want to go back and, and play, play diamond and right? pearl. Because mm-hmm. it's got a good story overall. Pokemon Diamond and Pearl has a really great narrative to it itself. And RCS Legends really builds on that really great narrative that they built in that game forever ago. Mm -hmm. What I really like, so let me actually start my biggest criticism of the game is the graphics sometimes. It's not, it's a Switch game. It's not as beautiful as Breath of the Wild. It is open world, right? But it's not as beautiful as Breath of the Wild. Some of the environments don't feel as full as they could. Mm -hmm. Um, There's times (laughs) later on in the game, you have the ability to climb high Climb up high, you know, mountains or okay. fly around at a high, like, vantage point. Mm-hmm. And especially then, the graphics, the quality of the graphics are really apparent. Like, they're not bad. They're not terrible. They're mediocre, mm-hmm. right? Close up to stuff, it looks really cool. In battle, everything looks really cool, but the the environment graphics are just not the best. Yeah. I do feel like there could be a better variety of wild Pokemon available, like... <clears throat> I feel like I see Shinx. There which, is an update coming, though, right? Right, and that, and that was going to be my point, right? There, there. I feel like right now, the variety of wild Pokemon available, I feel like I came in contact with too many repetitive species of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. In areas, I've, I'm like, I feel like this could be something else, but there have been leaks about a potential update that's going to add an additional 100 or 200 Pokemon to the game. And, I mean, to be fair, there are over 200 Pokemon available in the game, so I'm... I am. I'm just saying in my own personal preference. I do wish there was right. I do wish there was more variety in what I came across in the wild with now. But that being said, the game mechanics I think are fantastic. The catch mechanics, the battle mechanics are really fun, and the big 
the big departure, obviously, is we don't have gyms, but instead you've got five major bosses that you have to battle. Mm-hmm. But it's not battling in the traditional sense. There's some of that in it, but it's actually a lot of dexterity. Um, you, you, you're you dodging big attacks. You on um, Pokemon attacking you physically. Yeah. So you're dodging their attacks, and you have to throw items at them. And that's really, like, what the core battle mechanic is. And at a certain point, they'll use, like, an ultra move that that uh, that knocks them out. Not doesn't knock them out, but it disables them for a time. Mm-hmm. And that's when you throw your Pokemon, and you do battle with them, and you get their health bar down. But that actually just gives you more of an opportunity to throw items at them. Yeah. It doesn't actually end the fight. So the Pokemon battling the bosses is a very minor aspect, which... You know, generally winning Pokemon battles is the main way that you sure. get through. But we knew the this game. was going to be a different right. version of Pokemon than anything we'd ever seen. Exactly, and I and so I hit the credits a couple nights ago, and I'm playing through the post game content right now, which I'm really really enjoying. And to me, there's so much opportunity for them to open this up and have a lot of DLC that takes you to other regions. There are NPCs in the game that come from other regions, Mm -hmm. like Alola, like Kanto. So it's those regions obviously exist in this world. (laughs) And there's people that are traveling around the world, even with Pokemon from other places that are not available in Sinnoh. So to me, that leaves it pretty open. One of my favorite things about it is I've always loved doing side quests. Yeah. And the nature of the side quests in this particular game have a lot to do with you have all of these extra Pokemon just sitting in your pastures. You're not, yeah. it's just like, you know, you feel bad about catching Pokemon, putting them in a ball and then putting them in a computer box, as, which is what you did in all the other games. And here, when you, when you're running past the, the pasture, you're you can literally actually, putting them in a zoo. Right. Exactly. And you actually, and if you don't know this, this isn't a huge spoiler and it shouldn't be, but if you actually release your Pokemon, you get I, battle items that are really beneficial to you. Okay. Um, so make sure you're clearing out your pastures to make room too. But a lot of the times, the Pokemon that you're catching are actually the ways that you complete quests. So instead of just hoarding Pokemon for your own, you know, satisfaction, you're actually catching Pokemon and then giving them to people who need them, mm-hmm. you know, who are doing construction, who are farming, and they, they, they're afraid of Pokemon, and you give them their first one, and you introduce them to the love and the relationship that you can get with these creatures. And to me, I felt like that was actually the best, like, one of the most, like, natural changes that they could have made mm-hmm. into the game, in my opinion. And before we go to break, yeah, what do you think of the story that I, is told? Because yeah. it, it feels very in-depth and adverse to anything that you're really ever used to dealing with with Pokemon. It, it seems like a crazy story that's being told and laid out. And I was wondering what you think, because... I know a lot of games, I get engrossed in the story, yeah. and sometimes the graphics, the gameplay, other things can fall to the wayside because of the story of a game. So I'm about to say something. I'm about to admit to something that mm-hmm. is probably a one of those like dumpster fire opinions, right? I struggle with hitting the credits in a lot of games. Like I have a really bad habit of getting like three quarters or 85% done with a game, uh-huh. and I don't finish it. Okay. I mean, it's just, that's just what, I don't know if it, I, I'll hit like a lull in the story or a boss battle I lose 15 times and I literally can't bring myself to do it anymore. So I, I got you. So I tackle another game on my backlog and it distracts me. And inevitably I, I will go back and try and beat it again and usually hit the same roadblock. I've been like that since I was a kid, but <laughs> I, I wish it wasn't the case. <laughs> it's my ADHD at work I get real it. hard. I get Hello, it. executive dysfunction. Um, <laughs> But I will say with Pokemon, I really did enjoy the story a lot. Like I said, Diamond and Pearl have a, has a really great story. And I liked how more realistic this story was in people adapting to living with Pokemon, the fear of Pokemon. I mean, they're monsters. That's literally in the name. They are yes. monsters. They, they harness the elements. You're just walking out in a field and some bird comes and attacks you with air slash mm-hmm. for walking through a meadow of flowers. No, thanks. Yeah. No, thanks. I don't like it when it's like a little bird in, you know, real life, let alone a star raptor. You know? <laughs> <laughs> or I'm just walking through a field and a shanks, a little electric doggy looking thing just comes and hits me with thundershock. No, thank you. <laughs> so to me, I, I do feel like it's a very, I really am enjoying it. 
Pokemon games are always controversial with with fans. They always want to complain. And the big thing, the big complaint I'm seeing is the graphics. And like, and I I brought that up first. It, mm-hmm. I feel like that's where it's the was the most disappointing to me. But but that can change. Yep. And at the end of the day, it's not it's not like a game killer for me. And finally, yes, Katie's Pokemon <laughs> review for RCS. How many out of five Pokeballs do you give it? <laughs> Let's see. I'm gonna. I, I would honestly give it four out of five. Four out of five. Yeah, and because. The graphics, while, you know, a little disappointing, it's not the end of the world mm-hmm. to me. And the Pokemon variety is likely, would be, is very likely to be changed. I would be so shocked that Game Freak would ignore this game. Yes, yeah. well, 200 more are coming real soon from the leaks that we're hearing. So. Right. So I, I definitely recommend people try it. It's a really refreshing take on a Pokemon game. Uh, and, I mean, <laughs> unless... What do you have to lose? <laughs> exactly. If you love Pokemon. <laughs> right. It's it's definitely a lot of fun. Like I said, four out of five is what I would give it. And I'll, I'll be honest with you. And if you want to yell at me about it, that's fine. You probably have differing opinions on games anyway. <laughs> well, thank you, Katie. Yes. And I will try to do this more because I feel like I don't, I don't ever really talk about it. You don't. <laughs> and I, I think it's refreshing because it's good to get that insight about games being played and hitting mm-hmm. the market because we're telling a lot of people what other people are saying about it, but we're not giving really outside of like, oh, I really love this game or I really love this franchise of games, mm-hmm. our own unique opinion when we first get through something. Exactly. So I will also give updates about whether or not the game gets any changes and if that mm-hmm. changes how I feel about it. And of course, we'll have other people on to talk about other games that are coming out. I'm going to try and bring somebody on to talk about Elden Ring. I was trying to get somebody to talk about Dying Light this week, but that didn't work out. <laughs> it's okay. I liked no. Katie's po- uh, I love Katie's Pokemon review way better. And uh, when we come back, though, from this break, I've got some... I'm very excited about mm-hmm. some of this news that we're going to talk about and not so excited about some other news. <laughs> some nightmare fuel, in my opinion. So we're going to take a big, uh, quick break. We'll be right back here on the Meta, your home for all things gaming and esports on... San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. The Meta with Katie Barbo on San Antonio Sports Star. Welcome back to the Meta right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. I'm your host, Katie Barber, and as always, my fellow nerd in the building, James Pledger, is here with me as always. (laughs) So... Best news this week, Futurama is coming back. Woohoo! Woo! Good news, everyone! <laughs> That's how I should have started it. I can't believe I just learned about that right now. But news, the new- everyone! Right, new- <laughs> Every day of my life, news, everyone! <laughs> so, 20 new episodes ordered by Hulu. Mm-hmm. Same showrunners, same voice acting cast, except no blackjack and hookers, apparently. What? All right, I know. Sad news. I'm going to read this verbatim because I don't like to speculate about these types of issues. But it appears to be a contract issue with John DiMaggio. Forget the money. Forget and the blackjack. Right. <laughs> Just the hookers. He's very, this is very <laughs> much a Bender-esque like, reaction. You know, give me the money. No, so, the re- so the reports that I saw today mm-hmm. is that the negotiations with 20th Television Animation mm-hmm. and DiMaggio broke down. So it says that... According to sources, the offer DiMaggio was in, got was in line with that for his fellow leads, mm-hmm. uh, Fry and Leela, Katie Seagal, and, um, oh, what's his name? I can't remember. Fry's voice actor's whole name. Um, Something West. Yes. Something West. East and West. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's just West. <laughs> but so apparently they, uh, they, so Fry and Leela's voice actors did actually agree to whatever the negotiations were with 20th century television. But DiMaggio could not. He said, apparently DiMaggio felt the proposal was not competitive based on the name, rep- the success and name recognition of the show, which I don't necessarily disagree with. The interesting thing that I've been seeing on, on uh, Twitter, voice mm-hmm. actor Twitter, is apparently people, so they're trying to cast somebody for this role by the time they do a table read on Monday. No. Yeah. And voice actor Twitter, that the community is like... <laughs> really split and at odds over whether or not people should actually even be auditioning for this because John, John DiMaggio wants to actively come yes. back for this role. And he should. But at the same time, if 
the two leads of the show and Katie Seagal and Wes and, and Katie Seagal is a huge name. Oh, yeah. Huge. huge so huge. if his offer is in line with that and they've accepted it, then why wouldn't he also? Was that Cartoon Network money too good for his time on Adventure Time? <laughs> I, have, I have no idea. But, at, you know, so there's so much that play here, whether or not his expectations are wild or, you know, the other voice actors are settling. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hulu's not. Hulu's got money. Mm-hmm. Hulu's had. Hulu's got live sports. <laughs> so I've heard. <laughs> the the, the never ending cash cow. <laughs> and you said Hulu. Did uh, yeah, they recently rebooted the Animaniacs with some uh, same voice actors and everything, and I really enjoyed that. So, fingers crossed, they can come to some sort of agreement with DiMaggio because I think we would all like he Bender is legit one of my favorite characters mm-hmm. in the show. Katie Seagal is number one, Bender is number two, oh, Zoidberg is number three. <laughs> And, I like the professor. <laughs> oh, yes. Farnsworth is fantastic. Fry's fun. Uh, I, uh, it's one of my favorite shows of all time. So I was Amy supremely shocked. I know. I, I, was, I was so excited. Something I wasn't excited about that I learned about today. Do you remember Gumby? Yeah. Like the green yeah. the green guy? Yeah. The, Apparently, the Play-Doh guy or right, whatever? A yeah. stop motion TV character. Yeah, I remember the, it as a kid. They're turning him live action. And for some reason, that's like absolute nightmare fuel for Why? me. Why? Because it's an it's because Fox said let's do it. <laughs> no, I don't. Apparently, they're also going to do animated an animated adaptation. I have no idea. This just I'm like okay shocked the animated adaptation. The live action Gumby is just frightening to me for some I, reason. I don't know. No. <laughs> and I don't have a lot of news on it. Just the fact that it's happening, and I'm just. It's like Fox was like, you know what's popular adaptations? You know what we should do? Gumby. I don't. I don't want this. I don't. Fox, you can keep it. Thanks. What if it's like a sleeper show? Like it's it's like the most fantastic. Uh, no, thing. no. <laughs> like no. I I've got my hopes up. Like with Cowboy Bebop and all the other oh, live action remakes. When it comes to anime, I don't want claymation live action. No, thank you. I'm good. Speaking of revivals, though, this whole, all the nerd news is all revivals. We talked about this when it fir- when we first got mm-hmm. word about it. It was X-Men. They're calling it X-Men 97. It's the it, continuation of the X-Men, the animated series. And we speculated pretty heavily whether or not it was going to be a, like a direct continuation mm-hmm. or if they were going to start at some other point. And we found out this week that it is actually it is going to indeed be a continuation. Yay! And when I was like, I had recently restarted watching it, but I, for the life of me, could not remember how the show ended. <laughs> and then going back and reacquainting myself with the ending, it, they do leave it pretty open. It's very open. It's just weird. <laughs> very, very, very <laughs> weird. But it's, but that's the beauty of you know the superhero genre of anything is the weirder it gets the better it gets, for the most part. Multiverse of Madness is a really great example of the weirdness being exactly what we needed. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) You're wearing your X-Men shirt today, too. I am. Oh, Wolverine. Isn't that amazing? It is. It was just like you knew. (laughs) Like, I totally had these uh, show notes written before this afternoon. Uh (laughs) Got my favorite X-Men on it. (laughs) Oh, Gambit. Oh, Gambit. (laughs) Right. Your favorite man with a southern drawl. Mm. There's something about that accent, man. That Cajun accent. This, we just keep seeing all this stuff about X-Men, right? The mm-hmm. X-Men revival. Channing Tatum just deciding to talk about Gambit. Boycotting Marvel. I know. I'm like, maybe they'll, they're will they like, you know what? We can't afford to have Channing Tatum, a human thumb. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever, like, pulled up a picture on the internet yeah, and just held up a thumbs uh-huh. up in front of the screen? I guess that means he's got a really... You know, his neck is just the same width as his head. (laughs) Anyway, so maybe they're like, we can't afford to have Channing Tatum's fans also boycott Marvel because, you know, the women who love Magic Mike absolutely love Marvel, too. We cannot. (laughs) Here's the thing. There's probably quite a bit of overlap. I think Marvel's going to be okay. (laughs) Yeah. But I would take. So what's your. We don't have time for this today. I'm going to ask you about the state of the X-Men movie franchise. That's not a quick... That's not a... That's not a quick... We'll find out. Multiverse of Madness, I'm sure. (laughs) I would lose it if they, like, really brought X-Men all the way over to the MCU. It's They've been playing chicken with each other. Multiverse of Madness. 
So hopefully we'll have some more Multiverse of Madness news next week. <laughs> May 6th. May, May 6th. I was like, is that next week? No, we're in February still. <laughs> no, no, we're, we're, we're still in February. We got, we just, we got a little bit. We just recently passed February 6th. Um. <laughs> but last note before we leave real quick. Uh, speaking of May 6th, missed opportunity for Disney. Oh, May 4th. <laughs> Close. No, I know. We found out Obi-Wan is, is in May. Yep. But not till May 25th. Missed opportunity. Supreme. Or huge red herring. Ooh. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Are you giving them too much credit? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm like, how often do you hear about, like, a <laughs> a major motion picture release of some sort? I guess it's it's kind of a ma- major motion picture. Mm-hmm. It's Disney. Uh, pretty but major. But we see TV series move up a little bit. You do? Yeah. I feel like I've, I'm, like, so traumatized by delays and cancellations. <laughs> it's almost that like it's not up even, feels- right? I'm like, that's... Are we in an alternate universe right now? I just feel like they're going to tease May 25th, tease May 25th, and then just be like, happy May 4th, everyone. (laughs) Here it is. May the 4th be with you. I bet you they were like, they were upset that that exec tweeted it out. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you know what? We're just going to punish everyone. (laughs) And then everybody's like, oh, man. And then all of a sudden you open up uh, your Twitter and you're like, what? It's streaming. I've got to get into. Or. They're just like, you know what, you guys, you, <laughs> these fans, they were complaining about Book of Boba Fett. They don't deserve a May the 4th yet. That changed real fast. I know, it really did. <laughs> or a marketing person was like, you know what, they, they didn't even realize that May, they forgot May the 4th is just like, a, you know, a cultural holiday. Oh, sure. And they're, I'm they're sure gonna be, they forgot. They're going to be like, hey, guys, I've got a great idea. Fans are going to love it. May 25th. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, what we're going to do is we're going to get their hopes up, dash them. And then surprise them. Woo! Right, I know. We, I feel like most, if you're a Star Wars fan, you're used to the whiplash anyway. <laughs> Are we already done? We're done. For this week? At least. Uh, it, we can't have what, a two-hour block? I mean. <laughs> hey, Rob. <laughs> so I guess that is going to have to be it for this week, unfortunately. <laughs> we'll definitely be back next week to talk about all of the good esports, gaming, and nerd news right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 1033 FM. <laughs>